everyone. Helping Parents Heal assists bereaved parents in very significant ways. It provides personal and specialized support, tips and tools for finding hope for those parents whose children have passed. It offers much needed peer support, which aids in the healing process, going a step beyond other groups because it supports the open discussion of spiritual experiences and evidence for the afterlife in a non-dogmatic way. Everyone is welcome, regardless of religious or non-religious background, allowing for open dialogues for those to wish, who wish to share their personal afterlife communications. I'm truly both delighted and honored to have been asked to introduce some of the enlightened presenters who are at this conference. These insights provide uplifting interviews comprising a special new series on grief and rebirth podcast that will illumine the wondrous healing work of helping parents heal. The organization's sole mission is to help other parents who have also lost their precious children, ensuring them that they need not walk alone through their profound grief. Thank you. Hi, our next interview in this series is with Michelle Claire, who is a certified medium, an angel intuitive, a spiritual coach, an energetic healer, an intuitive life coach, and a three-time near-death experience survivor. During Michelle's third near-death experience, she suffered a traumatic brain injury. All three near-death experiences were a reminder of an unconditional love and connection that surpasses our earthly life. But shortly after her third near-death experience, which was monumental, Michelle started receiving information for other people from their loved ones who had transitioned to the other side. I'm looking forward to talking to Michelle, who is just a sweetheart truly from my heart, about how her framework and human concepts were changed following her three near-death experiences, her work as an angel intuitive, the way she coaches her clients to overcome obstacles, how she can identify a person's purpose, and more for what is going to be truly an insightful, informative, and very loving interview. Michelle. With much love, welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. Oh, thank you, Irene. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's just such what a pleasure. Honor. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Me too. So let's talk about your three near-death experiences. Doesn't everyone have three near-death experiences? Of course. <laughs> and sure how they changed your life. I mean, they changed the framework of human concepts that you had. So what was that about? Absolutely. So they were all, um, I had one in April 2000, then I had another one in May of 2006, and then I had my third and last one on 11-1-11. Oh my so God. For people who like ones, there's a lot of ones in that. Were they all accidents? They Well, so the first one I had a seizure. I was in the hospital and my sister-in-law had given birth. So I was in there visiting her, talking to my friend in the hallway who was actually her RN and I had a massive seizure. And so what I remember was just opening my eyes and my head was in my grandma's lap. My grandma had transitioned a couple wow. years before that. And I remember looking up at her, seeing her be the healthiest, brightest version of her that I could remember. 
And I remember being in this white room and it had what I would say were walls, but the walls were almost like cells or molecules and they were alive and kind of moving and yet they seemed solid. But each cell was radiating this light and love and completion. And as I was sitting there, just kind of, oh, it felt so good. You didn't want to go back. No, I was just laying there. And I looked up next to my grandma. There was this 12-foot angel standing next to her. And I looked at her, and I was just awestruck by her beauty and, and the way I was, I was feeling her energy. No, I mean, did she have wings and the whole thing? What did so, she look like? Yeah, so I went to look for her wings as soon as I recognized her as an angel because I was ready to see these big feather wings. And what I saw was that they were actually light. They weren't made out of feathers, but they were moving kind of like the Aurora Borealis would through the sky. And they had their, almost like a life of their own. Wow. They were translucent and iridescent and... They were absolutely stunning. And as I looked at this beautiful angel, I was thinking in my head, I thought, what is your name? And she answered me. She said her name was Madeline and she was one of my guardian angels. And I was a little surprised because I was like, how does she know what I was thinking? I didn't know about telepathic communication at that point in time. And so I just spent, I have no idea how much time in this beautiful space, soaking it all in, feeling this love that is truly beyond words. And the next thing I know, I hear someone yelling, code, 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 and I'm back in my body. And so all of this happened, but it's for on the earth plane, it's like a second. Yeah, I have no idea how long it was in earth time, um, but I was already in the hospital and had stopped breathing, so they were yelling code. Wow. Yeah, but it was amazing. And I came back from that experience, and I had truly never felt that loved in my life. And I grew up feeling loved. But it was just a whole nother level, a level of being complete and perfect and whole. Wow, that's amazing. And then number two, what happened the second time? So number two, I had um, a lot of complications after I had my son. So I have three kids and he's my youngest. And when I had him, I was in and out of the hospital for six weeks. Afterwards, I would run fevers. They'd give me IV antibiotics. Finally, they decided I needed to do a DNC. So I went in for that, and that's just a procedure, 45-minute outpatient. They clear out your uterus, and you go home. The night before, I had this gut feeling. Mm, I don't think I should do this, but I was so tired of being in the hospital that I said, I'm just going to go get this done, right? It was my quick fix answer kind of. Right, right. And I want to get back to my son and, yes, and take care of my, my, my new child. Yeah. Yes, and, and so I went in, and I had had anesthesia before, and I remember counting down. And then it was just nothing, right? And then the next thing I know, I'm on the gurney in the operating room and I look over and I have this beautiful white German shepherd who is my, oh, my soulmate dog who had passed a couple years before. Her name was Tahoe. She walked into the operating room, laid her head on the gurney, looked at me and we were gone. And we were on this phenomenal beach. And once again, I noticed every drop of water Every flower, every plant, every leaf, everything is radiating light and love and completion. It's almost like it is lit up from the inside out, wow. the way humans are meant to be. And with that, we're on this beach and we are running and running. And I look at her and we're having this telepathic communication. She's happy to see me. We're having fun. She looks healthy. And I realize we're not getting hot or tired or thirsty and the beach sand feels like we're running on clouds. And I start to realize it's just each breath and each step. And this love is 
it just permeates you. So each one of these experiences changed you. Yeah. And that wasn't enough. You decided I needed to have one more. Yeah. We'll learn even more. <laughs> yes. During this, during this second experience, while I'm on the beach running with her, I can hear my, and feel my son, who's six weeks old at the time and at the house with my mom, calling to me. And energetically, I go to him and he's afraid because he knows I'm getting ready to leave. And so I say to him, I will find a way to stay. I'm, I'm not going to leave you. And I start praying and I start saying, I need help. I'm not ready. My kids still need me. And at that moment, I'm back in the operating room. I feel Jesus come in. I see it light up. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up in post-op. And my 45-minute procedure turned into a three-and-a-half-hour emergency surgery. Oh, my God. Because they had ruptured my uterus in two places and missed my aorta by a millimeter. Oh, my God divine intervention. You're not kidding. Oh my God. What a miracle that was. Yeah. So then you had another one. So then I had another and one. And how many, how much, how so much? that was in May, 2006. And the next one's November 1st, 2011. Okay. So about five years later. Oh, wow. And what were you doing this time? Yeah. So this time I was up on a ladder in my house. I have 14 foot ceilings and I was up putting up these candles that have batteries in them and every night they light up and I found beautiful. Yeah. It's, it was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so my younger two kids were at home. My oldest was in fifth grade at that time. And I said, as soon as I put this candle up, we're going to go get your sister. And so I remember climbing to the top of the ladder. And as I get towards the top, I feel it start to shift. And I literally, could only think this is going to hurt. And the, at the next moment, I know I am being ripped out of my body, not in a painful way, in a fast way, like a bungee. So you don't fast. feel the pain, actually. I don't feel pain, but I'm, I'm ripped out of my body and I'm turned around and I'm facing my body and the ladder suspended in the air. And I'm standing with these three people who I don't know, but I feel like I know them. They feel like family. I feel like they know me inside out. And they looked at me and they said, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay or do you want to go? And as I was looking at my body in the air, I remember thinking, I feel like I have forever to make this decision, but my body's going to hit the floor in a second. But nobody was rushing me. I had forever. Yeah, that's the time thing yeah, because there's, there's no, no time, time on the other side, right? Absolutely. So it seems really long for us on the earth plane, but there, there's no time. And as I was watching my body in the ladder, I saw this different angel come in, beautiful angel dressed in red and gold. And as I saw this angel, I knew, oh, this angel is going to make it work out so that I can stay or taking me home. Like there was just a knowing. Just so. Just a knowing. And, and again, the wings were more like light. Yeah. Which is a wonderful explanation for people because when we get the visions of angels having wings, it's really their light radiating their off of them. Beautiful light. Yes, they don't need feathers to fly. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, so as I was standing there, I could see my younger two kids in the house. And as soon as I saw them, I knew I needed to stay. And I don't even, I, it wasn't even ever verbalized. It was just known. And as I decided that I would stay, they said, okay, Michelle, we expect you to go back and do more than you've done. Um, being a mom is part of your life purpose. That's not all of it. Um, you need to go back and do your mediumship in the way that only you can do it. You need to go back and help people in the way that only you can help them. And, and on and on. And it was, it was this, so many things were revealed to me, and I don't believe to this day that I even remember everything, but it's like they give me memories at times. 
Wow. And so from this, you started receiving information for other people? Yeah. So I ended up falling off the ladder. I hit the back of my head on the corner of my granite island. I had a five and a half inch skull fracture, a brain bleed. I lost my taste, my smell, my hearing, my equilibrium. Um, but I missed my brain stem by half an inch. Oh my God. I survived that fall by half an inch, which was with divine intervention yes. again. And then what inspired you to become a certified medium because yeah. you were getting messages and right so the first thing that happened the biggest message that i got originally was in january 2012 so my son was five years old at the time and he had said that he had tried to call 911 but his call didn't go through and so he was getting really depressed and he would tell my mom myself my mother-in-law i didn't do anything to help her i didn't need to be there and we'd say well you open the door for the policeman like you were very helpful the end of January, my grandfather, who had transitioned when I was 12, came through and he said to me, he said, Michelle, he talked about my accident. He talked about my son. He said he's good with electronics. And he said, you need to get the 911 recording on there. There's something you should know. I didn't even know I could get the 911 recording. So I went to the police station and I ordered it and it came in in a couple weeks and I put it in and played it. And I hear them say, 911, what's your emergency? And in his little broken voice, he says, Sophie, what do I say? And he lays the phone down. He called right when the trauma happened. And for the next minute and a half, 911 is trying to get their attention. And then she says, um, he says, I'm going to go push the panic alarm on the house. And she says, hold on, let me try calling 911. She hangs up the phone and her call goes through. Wow. Now, who was Sophie? Sophie's my middle child. Oh, I've got wow, three. Yes. Wow. So both of their calls went through. And so once I had this huge visit from my grandpa, my mediumship opened up to a whole nother level. But it couldn't have happened to someone who was more important to me than one of my kids. That's incredible. And it changed the course of his life. He went from feeling like he did nothing to help me to empowered. That's wonderful. So now you decide to become a certified medium. What's that all about? Absolutely. So, um, so well, before that, I mentored for a while. So I, I found people to mentor with. And then um, what I wanted to do was actually just gauge where my skill level was. And I wanted to add some validity to it, right? Because it's all over the spectrum. Right. And it, sometimes people think it doesn't have a great reputation because there have been a lot of frauds in it. Well, so I did um, certified medium testing, which was basically I would log on for five um, blank Skype readings and they just say log on Wednesday at 11 and I'd get on and I'd just start giving them what I was giving okay I'm feeling a young male come through feels like he had head trauma whatever and so they go through and they score you and and rank you and so then once you pass those five you're certified and you made it I made it without a problem <laughs> In what ways does your mediumship help people find peace, understanding the tools they need to reconnect with their loved ones who have transitioned? Like, what happens in a session with you? Yeah, in a session with me, well, number one, I think it's really important that people find out their loved ones are okay. As a mom myself and as a daughter with my mom transitioning, my feeling is always like, if my loved one can't be right here with me, I need to know they're okay where they are. Whether that's my kid off at college or in the other realm or whatever this is. And so in a reading, those are usually a lot of the things that come through, but they'll also give me a lot of information to validate where you are in your life. And they might just be like, yep, I know you had a flat tire last week, right? Because if they know the small things, they know the big things. And that's where the level of peace starts to come in. Wow. And 
You're also an angel intuitive? I am. So tell us about that. Yeah, so with that, I can actually communicate with the angels and get direct guidance for people. And I can also, you know, tap into how many angels are around them. Are they working with specific archangels? Um, so it's a beautiful round. fabulous. So now not only are you dealing with um, mediumship, but you're also giving people life advice. Yes. Right? Well, yes, but not advice from me, advice from a higher right. power. Right. Yeah, right. But you're channeling that. Is Does that come through the angel intuitive readings? Yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of all of that will come in in a reading because it's like when I turn on, I turn on. And when I open up, you know, yes, your loved ones want to talk to you, but so do your angels, so do your life guides. There's wow. a lot that will come in. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people might not be open to the angel reading or the life guide part of it. They might just want to connect with their loved ones. So I will kind of guide and direct it to the best of my ability. It's challenging sometimes. It sounds like it can be very challenging to meet the need of your sitter. Well, yes. And one of the things that happens that I find very interesting is a lot of times, well, not a lot, but one out of 10 times I'll be reading for someone and I'll say, I've got your mom here. Oh, not my mom. I want to talk to anyone but my mom. <laughs> and whatever this is, and I'll say, I'll say, that's not how this works. Like, number one, I can't make them be here. And a lot of, and the other thing is this. A lot of times the people that we think we don't want to hear from because we have issues with are actually the ones that come in and bring us the most healing because they say, I'm sorry, or they say, I know that was on me. And so a lot of times if you are open enough to receive the message you're getting, whether they're on your A-list or not, right. there's a lot of healing to be offered. Well, don't they get a life review, Michelle, when they cross over? So a lot of times they get to experience what they... Yes. But they prompted in, yes. in a lifetime so that they learn a lesson that way. I would think that would yes. be natural for them to want to come through and say, I'm so sorry. Oh, I yes. know how I made you feel now. Right. I didn't understand then. Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not a big believer in karma. Because oh, at the end of our life, we feel everything when we're ready for our life review that everyone else felt. Your soul is infinite intelligence. You don't have to live another hundred years to find out you shouldn't, you know, literally stab someone in the back or, or do whatever you've done, right? So there is this energy of your life is complete on a soul level when your life is complete. But then you come back and you have more lessons to learn yes. or different people to engage in. So but it's not done from a place of karma. I think karma gets the energy of like, I believe in karma in the sense of, um, you know, if you're out there shooting at people, you're probably going to get shot by someone, right? But not in the fact of you've done something bad to me, now I'm going to do something bad to you. I think it gives them a chance to try to help their loved ones on this side once they've, mm -hmm. they've um, found out. Yes. The harm they caused. Right. And they don't stop evolving on the other side. So they're not just helping us because they love us. It also feeds into their evolution as a soul. They keep growing. Mm -hmm. um, now, I know your healing energy work restores physical, mental, and emotional balance, which in this day and age, we all need to be balanced, yes. to say the least. So you want to talk to us about why that's important and how does that work? So if someone gets a reading with you and a session with you, they're also going to get healing in certain ways. In some ways, yes. I usually schedule healing sessions completely separate because that's a totally different focus for me um, than opening up. But the way that this works is I've asked Spirit many times, I'm like, Spirit, what is miracles? How come we don't all have miracles? They said, Michelle, everyone has miracles, but we call them happenings. They happen when you're in alignment. Oh. So when we are in alignment, body, mind, spirit, 
that is when the channel to source divine, whatever you want to call the higher power, is flowing through us, that's when our bodies heal themselves. That's when our minds heal themselves. That's when our emotions heal. So you facilitate that. You help them to get into alignment. So what I would do, yes, with all of my readings or my healing work, I basically hold this space. And and I hold this space to hear what your loved ones are saying, your angels are saying. I hold this space for the higher power healing energy to come through. But I'm basically a space holder. <laughs> <laughs> you can use like a little comma and and that's wonderful <laughs> so speaking of being a space holder your presentation to helping parents heal is titled into the light how three near-death experiences changed my life so as a space holder would you like to explain our eternal connections to spirit including loved ones angels and spirit guides yeah. Absolutely. It never ends. It never ends. And also, it's really real in the quantum realm, too. So a lot of our soul work happens in the quantum realm. So if you have Wait, some... Please define quantum realm. Quantum realm to me? Okay. Well, um, the quantum realm would be, almost to me, it's an interdimensional area. I'm like trying to think of the right words. No one yeah, asked me to yeah, describe because that people before. Saying, what is she saying about the quantum yeah, realm? Yeah, so thank you. So with that, I mean, so our energy exists throughout dimensions. It does, we're alive in heaven, we're alive here. Um, there is no end to life. So what happens is we bond with people or souls, let's call them souls, in this other realm. And so those, those souls that we are connected to, they will continue showing up to learn the life lessons, to play the parts. You know, it's like, hey, this time, Irene, you be the podcaster, I'll be the medium, let's go. Okay. <laughs> here we go. And here we go. <laughs> and so we actually have, um, on a soul level, we are tied to, in a beautiful way, I don't want to say, we are entangled, we are divinely structured to be with specific souls, our soul group, our soul family. That's wonderful. And these spirit guides we have. Yes. And these angels we have, have been, any of them had human lives or are they a specific category unto themselves? Right. To my awareness, they have had human lives because that's how they can understand our human experience. And then they decide to and I, pack it in and uh, help others I type of say, thing? Yes. With the life guides, they really get to, to another level where they can help us. Wow. Oh, that's fabulous. To loved ones who have crossed over, angels and spirit guides, do they comprise a spirit team? for each person and how does that person's spirit team guide and help you yeah when you're helping your clients so like i have a spirit team that's going rah rah irene all Absolutely. around me as you do yes as every human does as even our animals have spirit teams right they might look different than ours but every being on this planet has a spirit team and so yes what happens is we, i believe in pre-life planning so before we come into this life we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll say these are our missions our lessons our goals and then we we connect with it we pick our life guides we pick our angels we say i'm going to choose them like yes. i like you i'll take yes, you you are they don't choose us I think it's a, I think it's a, a, it's a fluid relationship. Like you choose each other. You choose each and other. And have we had relationships at times where we choose each other because we know each other and we're comfortable with right. each other also? Yes, absolutely. And then also because they have reached this higher level of understanding. So the life guides are really here to keep us on our mission, to keep us on our track. 
And so you might keep thinking like, oh, I'm tired of doing podcasts. Well, but here comes another opportunity. Oh, I'm tired. Well, here's another. So they're giving you these opportunities to keep you on track. Well, I can directly relate to that, Michelle, because I was doing my book. I had my experience and all that. And all of a sudden, one day, the word podcast came into my head. And I knew that that was a message right. from a guide. Yeah. So, so they're always talking to us. And I'll tell you one thing about our angels and life guides and loved ones in spirit. They often speak to us through other humans. You don't always have to go to the medium oh, cool. for the message, but maybe you see the billboard or maybe you hear a message from this person at work and this person at home. They're talking to you. They're planting seeds. They're giving you whispers. Okay. And why would you say it's important to heal issues from this lifetime or past lifetimes? You're helping people to heal, to become yeah. balanced. Why do they want to work on that? Why do they want to do that? What's that going to do for them? Yeah, because it helps their soul to evolve to the next level. So there are two things that are happening right here on planet Earth. We have our human life and our soul's plan. We have two plans that are running in tandem with each other, right? So sometimes a, the human says, oh my gosh, this is terrible. What is happening? The soul is like, awesome. Once we get through this challenge, we're headed to the next level. So often we are only in our human consciousness, but when we tap into our soul's consciousness, think of the people that have the stories that inspire inspire us it's because they went through a challenge right that's absolutely true and we're like if they can do it i can do it right right because they were following their soul's path that's really interesting so when people are going through really tough times they can think of it as part of their soul growth yeah and part of becoming conscious and evolving absolutely right so you have a wisdom within membership mm-hmm tell us all about that yeah. and how members of our grief and rebirth podcast audience can Partake. Yes. Well, I love my membership. I mean, so they're, depending on the tier that they choose, they can have a webinar and a gallery reading once a month. And then I like to get on and do a Facebook Live, which is just for my members. So we can get that one-on-one -on -one time, questions answered, um, messages. That's fantastic. Anything else you want everyone to know about what you're doing? Or uh, tell us your website. Tell us your, give us your contact information? Yeah, it's Michelle Claire, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Claire, C-L-A-R-E, dot net. And you can book individual sessions. I do do like house parties and small group readings like that. I also have gallery readings online and some readings in person if you're in the Phoenix area. Right, and they can contact you and have a Zoom reading also. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah, I would say you do a lot of that. About three-fourths of my readings are on Zoom <laughs> now. True. But it's much more wonderful to see you in person, I must oh, say. I must say. And what's the Michelle tip for finding joy in life? Honoring yourself, clearing out the people, places, and situations that don't honor you. And when you're truly in that place, the joy is effortless to find. Oh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Well, I happen to know for a fact that your loving intention, that each person you read will find inspiration comfort and the understanding that we're not living this life alone that we are being helped and guided from the other side is like such a blessing and you're so appreciated and you're taking away the illusion that our loved ones have disappeared because they haven't thank you thank you for teaching so many people that love lives on michelle and helping so many people to know that and thank you from my heart always for helping so many people through this interview today. And this really eye-opening and truly loving interview. Mm -hmm. And 
I just want to thank everyone from my heart. Here's a loving reminder that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you're watching here on YouTube, check out Michelle and me and be sure to click subscribe um, below so you'll never miss an episode with so much love. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. So much, Michelle. Thank you.